guys, I cannot stress enough. Just sit inside and do nothing. That's what I do. And I am in perfect health. I mean, I stay inside and do nothing too. I mean, I'm, I'm depressed and have vitamin C deficiency, of course, because I get zero sunlight. But I mean, other than that, things are looking up. <laughs> I honestly thought about it and was like, all, all jokes aside, um, be, because of like having to be basically locked down because, I mean, Boston never really went back to like having a ton of stuff open. Um, like I knock on wood, haven't had a cold since college. Wow. Which is, like, insane. Because I typically, like, all throughout, like, high school and, like, even college and stuff, like, I would always get, like, the, like, the, like, 24-hour flu where you just, like, feel like shit for a day. Or I, I would constantly have colds and stuff, I felt like. But that's the one positive, I guess, that I can take. Hey. Better that be positive than your COVID test. That's true. That's true. Or my HIV test. Yes. Yes. Well, on that bright note, we'll roll right into that. Wait, I actually episode. have. Wait, I actually have a funny story. If I, if I may. Oh, okay. Yes. So today, or keep the other story, but. So today I was shaving for the first time in four weeks because um, I had to. <laughs> and um, we don't have like a, like a, what's the thing, like a stopper in our drain. Um, okay. So you can already see where this is going. Uh, so I was shaving and something must have been wrong with my Dollar Shave Club, not a sponsor, handle. And it not like I was like doing a like a sweep and the head just popped right off and just fell straight down the drain. Oh my and I wasn't <laughs> done shaving, so I had to get another razor and start doing it. And we put something to like block it and it popped off two more times. And I was like, I could have lost three razors in just one in one session of shaving, which again happens not often <laughs> and yeah wow yes but dollar shave club I would, I would recommend i'm impressed that you put something over it after one time because i probably would have been like well that sucks but that was like some fluke thing and not even thought about it and then <laughs> probably would have lost at least another one yep yep yeah well hey say la vie right that's life C'est la vie. Now you have a nice clean face because of it. Yes, sir. Baby faced as per usual. I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. Let's talk about football. Okay. Uh, that's the attitude we're looking for. All right. <laughs> as we head into week one of the NFL playoffs. Wait, let me stop you first for a second. <laughs> um, Trevor Lawrence officially declared for the draft today. So, that's super exciting. (laughs) Which means he's completely okay with being a Jacksonville Jaguar. Who wouldn't be? (laughs) Yeah, so, now that we... we Jalen Ramsey, I'll give you that. But aside from that... (laughs) Okay, sorry, go ahead. I'll stop. (laughs) 
we're, we're in the week one of playoffs. And uh, as we've talked about all season when talking about these playoff teams, this is, of course, the first year where it is an expanded playoff, uh, at least first year in a long time. So there are seven playoff teams from each conference. In the AFC, these standings are the first first in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, who have secured that first round bye and home field through these playoffs, even though home field means a lot less this year uh, because of limited fans, if not none, depending on the stadium. In the number two spot, playing the number seven seed, uh, we have the number two seeded Bills, who will take a who will host the number seven seeded Indianapolis Colts. Very solid matchup. Uh, in the number three seed, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the number six seeded Cleveland Browns. Uh, rematch of last week and the third time they will meet this year as division, division rivals. And then in the four seed, we have the Tennessee Titans taking on the number five seed Baltimore Ravens. Across the board, all three, I think, will be competitive matchups. Uh, I don't, although I see winners in each matchup, I don't think there's a clear cut blowout that will happen in any of these. Um, maybe it's just me. What do you guys think of these uh, before we get into actual picks for them? Spencer, go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the competitiveness. I would agree. Uh, the one that I think worries me the most uh in being not a fun game um would most likely be oh wow uh i'm gonna say the steelers browns just because i could see this one getting messy um the steelers and browns when they first played the the steelers i think if i remember correctly really handed it to them so um could potentially see that and obviously that's a but that, or I should say, but that is a division matchup. So uh, we could see it end up being really close because there's even more on the line than obviously just being in the playoffs. Like you obviously want to be the one to knock out a division rival. So. Absolutely. Brett. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have a ton to like say, I guess, in general about these games. I think the Titans-Ravens game, which I'm probably wrong when I say this, but I believe that's a rematch from last year, is it not? It is. It is, cool. Uh, yeah, I know uh, that's, I think that's probably going to be the best game of these yes. three. And I'm honestly not sure who's going to win that. As Lamar Jackson is 0-2 in his postseason career, including that loss to them last year, so... He's either going to win one or, you know, that trend's just going to continue. And they didn't get an easy draw, I don't think, uh, in the first round here. No, not by any means. Um, but, yeah, they worked their way up when they were 8-5, and five, or I believe 7-5. and five. We all pretty much saw them winning out, but you still have to make it happen. I also saw the Browns being the Jets. That didn't happen. So uh, on the Ravens for getting into this position, they only ended one game shy of Pittsburgh. Uh, I know tiebreakers would have still given it to Pittsburgh if they had gotten to 12 wins, but they only ended one game shy of Pittsburgh for this division title. And when the Steelers started 11-0, and and at that time I think they were 6-5, and that didn't look like it was going to be nearly as close. So – 
Yes, now that we have just kind of gone over them, we'll dive into each matchup. Two versus seven, Bills versus the Colts. I just think the Colts got uh, very unlucky here because I believe the Bills are a lot stronger team than I think uh, most people are giving them credit for. I think they're closer to the Chiefs at this point than they are the Steelers looking at the teams above and below them uh, in standings. I'm going to take the Bills in this one. Um, I think the Colts make it very competitive, but I'll take the Bills by about eight in this. Spencer? Yeah, uh, I was, you know, kind of like trying to do the math on who the Colts would most likely be playing, and I kind of figured that, you know, steal if the Steelers lose to the Browns and, um, you know, needing the Bills to win, uh, that that meant the Colts were going to be playing the Bills. And I was pretty much okay with that. Uh, you know, I think the Colts can, yeah, hopefully make it a competitive game. Um, but then I watched the bills just dunk all over the dolphins last week and, you know, they rested and still won by what, like 30 or something crazy. Um, so that has me a little worried and, uh, you know, we'll see what, what ends up happening, but yeah, I'm, I'm ultimately going to take the bills too. I think the Colts are, if anything, yeah, unlucky in the matchup, but they're honestly lucky that they, they were able to make playoffs. So Brett? Uh, yeah, I I will also take Buffalo. I think this this is easily the hottest offense in the league right now, this Bills offense heading into the postseason. They've put up literally minimum of 26 points in each of the last uh, six weeks of the season coming into this, including, like Spencer said, 56 last week, 38 the week before, 48 the week before that. It's it's pretty insane, uh, the amount of points they're putting up. And I'd like to note, it's not against bad defenses either. Uh, you know, the Broncos, the Patriots, the Dolphins, last three weeks, those were pretty solid defenses, I think. Maybe not Denver, but the other two. So it's very, very impressive. I just think while the Colts do have a pretty solid defense as well, I just – I don't see them slowing down. Um, and that obviously is just going to lead to, I think, a loss for the Colts here. But, uh, yeah, Colts definitely unfortunate that um, – really they're a far better team than Cleveland, I would say, uh, but they're the spot below them and get this matchup. So Yeah. For sure. Um, I think the Colts offense is going to have to put up 30 to have a chance in this. Uh, and that if their defense limit them to 30, that's where we're going to look at, you know, maybe the Colts pulling off this upset. But definitely not an easy path for them. Um, an easier path in my mind is definitely the Browns who will face the Steelers in that 3-6 matchup. Third time they've played each other this year. Spencer, you pointed out the first time they played, the Steelers blew them out. That was a while ago. Um, I think both teams are very different from that point in time. And obviously last week, the Steelers did not play Ben Roethlisberger among other people on the team, including TJ Watt and a few others. I see the Steelers winning this game, but I don't see it being a blowout. Um, They really don't blow teams out that often. They rely on their defense. So I'll take the Steelers by a field goal in this one. Um, I don't, 
I think they'll control play a little bit more. But at the end of the day, I think it'll only come down to a field goal that the Steelers pull this one out. Yeah, um, I think for the Steelers, uh, the the big thing was that win over Indianapolis because it helped get them back on track. Um, obviously, they then lost to Cleveland last week, but you pointed out that they were resting people, which I also think is huge for them. Um, let's not forget, they had to take that bye early in the season. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think you're right, though. It, it probably won't be a blowout. Um I think it'll be competitive. Uh, the one thing to point out is the Browns don't have their – they're not going to have their head coach uh, because he tested positive for COVID as well as other staff members. So I don't know what exactly is going on with that. Um, but that obviously uh, – Browns are going to Browns, right? So, I, I yeah, don't think it'll be a blowout. But I, I think the I think more than a field goal, the Steelers will win this game. Okay, Brett? Uh, I'll make this one a sweep as well. I'll take the Steelers in. I'm leaning more towards agreeing with you, Victor, that I think it's going to be a close and um, stressful game for both uh, fan bases involved. Um, Cleveland's still just so weird to me. They still ended the season with a negative point differential, but an 11-5 and record. I really just don't understand that. Uh, like at all, I, I like I don't know how you have six more wins than losses, but you got outscored. That's incredible to me. Um, and looking at their recent form, not great. So I, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I don't think Cleveland is a good team, but I also don't think the Steelers are that good of a team. So I, for that reason, it's going to be close. But I will take the Steelers simply because um, Ben, while he has kind of struggled of late, uh, he's still a veteran guy that has that experience that can win a playoff game versus Baker, who obviously this will be his first career start in the postseason. And I think that actually is going to play a decent factor in this. Unfortunate for the Browns that after their first appearance in 18 years, all three of us have them losing in the first round. But, hey, it'll give them, if we are correct, it'll give them more motivation to make it back next time and uh, look for that playoff win. As we have- it's, it's going to be a good experience for them because I do think they will be back, you know, next year. Well, maybe. Um, but, yeah, playoff football, playoffs in any sport is just a whole different animal than regular season. So it's going to be definitely a good experience for Cleveland. For sure. That brings us to our final matchup of the AFC, which uh, you both point out you believe will be the best matchup of the three. We have the Tennessee Titans hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Rematch of last year's playoffs uh, where the Titans upset the Ravens. Now the Titans are the higher seed in this one. Baltimore's been on fire. Um, Oh, I don't know if I was ready to make this pick. I think I'm going to take the titans in this uh lamar and that team are cruising right now they've one of the best rushing offenses in the league uh in part because of him in part because of jk dobbins who's been just phenomenal lately and their defense is still great but the titans offense has just been really cruising and 
Derrick Henry is still just the same him uh, that he was last year when he beat this team. And if they can't slow him down, and especially if the Ravens can't get off to a lead early so that the Titans have to throw the ball, I don't see them coming away with this one. So I'll take the Titans. Spencer? Yeah, it sounds silly, but this game definitely is one where it's going to come down to whoever's up first because it's going to force the other team to throw, and that is both teams' weakness. Um, I Yeah, I'm going to take the Titans, though. Derrick Henry. You know, that that is a tried and true game plan. Just give the ball to him, and you can win this game, no doubt. Okay, Brett. Uh, I wasn't really expecting to be alone in this, but I'm I'm gonna take Baltimore uh, to exercise their demons, if you will. <laughs> it's been a a few straight seasons that they've kind of you know floated around the same record, and they've been first round exits and. I see it all the time in every sport where teams like this, they, they finally get that breakthrough in like the third or fourth time around, if you will. And this is their third time, at least with Lamar. And I think they're going to get it done this year and beat the Titans who much like the Ravens have been inconsistent this year. But um, I think the Ravens defense is just so much better than the Titans. So I think the Ravens will be up first, like you guys were talking about. And the Ravens actually, of all these AFC teams playing this round, had the second best point differential uh, behind Buffalo, even though they're the five seed. So, again, good defense, solid enough offense, but I think they get it done over Tennessee. Um, and I, I still think Derrick Henry gets at least 120 yards, but I'll give it to the Ravens. Which is just crazy that we're going to easily say a running back hits 120 and the team could lose. But yes, I definitely see this one coming down to the wire also. And just going to be a very quick game because as we all point out, the rushing is the strongest part of both these teams' offense. So I see the clock moving a lot well, here. Now hang on. Thank God. Hang on. Because I thought the Titans-Browns game was going to be the fastest game, and that ended up being the slowest game that week. So <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves, unfortunately. <laughs> Okay. Uh, any other comments on these AFC matchups before we jump to the NFC? Uh, yeah, I just want to say, like, um, you know, to cover my own basis, uh, I, I I do see that these games could go the other way. I, I'm excited at the the playing field currently. Now, once the Chiefs get into the mix, you know, then that kind of gets thrown out the window. Um, but yeah, I I could really. I won't be that surprised if the Colts win or if the Browns win, or in my case, if the Ravens win, definitely that one, uh, that, that one being the the closest in my mind, uh, because these are all right. solid teams. They, they, they played well and uh, they're all fairly close to one another, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Um, I second that sentiment, you know, the AFC was really tight this year. Um as, as shown by the records, you had four teams at 11 and five. Um, yeah, I agree completely with what you said. I, I would be a little surprised if the Colts won, but the other two I could definitely see going either way. And um, yeah, uh, and I, I think we should just note also um, Bill's Colts is Saturday at one on CBS. And then the other two on Sunday, uh, Ravens Titans at one on ESPN. 
and Steelers Browns will be waiting all day for as it is this Sunday night game on NBC. See what I did there? <laughs> I <do. laughs> uh, one last question, and I'm pretty sure I know the answers here, especially the way Brett phrased his stuff earlier. But if you're the Chiefs, who are you hoping to play if you had your choice of teams here in the second in your first game? Go ahead, Brett. You can go first. Oh, I mean, I would say, I mean, they can't really play Buffalo. I don't think that's even possible. So I, I'd be okay with anyone if I'm the Chiefs, to be honest. <laughs> okay. I guess I'd want to avoid maybe Baltimore because they've seen a lot of each other in recent years. And I kind of feel like Baltimore's due for a win against the Chiefs because um, they've lost literally like every time, I think. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, um, anybody, anybody really. Spencer? Yeah, I, Brad, I would just stick with what you said. Anybody, right? Like uh, the Bills will be their toughest competition. So, in their case, hopefully that's uh, well. Yeah, that would wait until the championship. So, I, I I don't think they have a reason to really be scared of any of these teams. The Bills game should be a good one, provided that is the championship game. But uh, I think the Chiefs are just so above the rest. Okay. I thought the pick was going to be the Browns because of, as Brett pointed out, that point differential and how uh, that team, I mean, they can be inconsistent and very hit or miss. So I was expecting to hear that, but uh, honestly, I I don't really disagree with (laughs) both of you. I mean, the Chiefs have faced and beaten just about every one of these teams this year, I believe. I know they've beaten the bills and the ravens uh and yeah i don't see a reason for them to worry so okay yeah, they've beaten the the ravens the bills and that's it from the afc they've beaten a lot of nfc playoff teams as well but okay. yeah well speaking of nfc we will jump over to that now in the number one seed in the nfc we have the green bay packers and aaron Rodgers and uh his last year here before he heads to the Indianapolis Colts <laughs> to win Super Bowls. So look to see what he does here in his final year. Um, but no, we have the Packers in the number one seed with the first round by and home field advantage. Lambeau, one of the places I think still has a true home field advantage, even maybe without fans or limited fans. In the number two spot, we have the New Orleans Saints taking on the number seven seeded Chicago Bears who made it in at eight and eight as the final wild card um, in the number three spot, we have the Seattle Seahawks who take on division rival, the Los Angeles Rams in that three, six matchup. And then finally we have at seven and nine, the Washington football team taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in probably the only division winner who's an underdog, um, especially in the NFC here. So, some interesting matchups. Uh, I definitely think just on on paper that the AFC matchups will be a lot closer. I think this is one of the few years where I feel like the AFC is more competitive than the NFC. Um, I don't think I've said that more than once, probably in the past five or more years. So kind of nice to see that. But let's just jump right in. Uh, that two versus seven matchup, Saints versus Bears, 
I'm going to take the Saints. Uh, I think it's a clear pick here. Do you guys even give the Bears a shot in this? No. Uh, yeah, no. And I would have said yes because the Bears' offense has been so hot. But then I looked at the defenses that they were putting up points against, and it makes perfect sense. So I I don't think the offense has been that great. And then, uh, the, you know, they played Green Bay last week who has a an average defense, even though people think it's a bad defense, statistically average defense, and they only scored 16. Um, but, yeah, they put up 30 against Detroit. I mean, probably the worst secondary in the league. They put up 36 against Houston. I mean, probably the worst secondary in the league. <laughs> they put up 33 against Minnesota. I mean, probably the worst secondary in the league. And then 41 against the Jaguars, probably the worst defense in the league. So... It's not that impressive. You know, the Bills, credit to them and, and Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy mm-hmm. right, is their coach. The Bears. Fantastic job. I don't think anybody had the Bears in the playoffs this year. I certainly didn't. Um, Vic, I know you didn't. You had Minnesota and Green Bay, I believe. Correct. Minnesota winning the division, right? I, I think I actually had the Bears under the Lions uh, going by memory. So I think yeah, I did too, actually. Yeah. So – Huge credit to them, and, like, congratulations on making the postseason. They really did have a good year, uh, but they had an easy schedule down the stretch that allowed them to be here, I think, and I just – the Saints are such a good team. I really think this could be an ugly game. Agreed. Um, yeah, I expect in what sounds like, and it's pretty much been talked about a lot lately, what – will most likely be Drew Brees' final year in the NFL. Um, I expect the Saints to not be a first-round exit and disappoint him like that. As we head into our 3-6 matchup, we have the number three Seattle Seahawks taking on the number six Los Angeles Rams. It's a divisional game, so it'll be close. Um, But I'm going to take the Seahawks in this also. Uh, I don't know why I said also. You guys haven't picked yet. (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, the Seahawks are the better team. I don't know what to think of the Rams lately. I don't think they've been good. I don't want to call the team bad, but they, they just need to figure things out. Um, and aside from honestly, Aaron Donald leading that front four, I don't think they have much that is completely figured out for this team. I'm not entirely sure if Jared Goff is playing because of COVID in this game. I believe since it, think it's a Sunday game uh, that they are playing but yeah correct me if I'm wrong on that and who do you guys have winning in this one yeah I got the uh, I have the Seahawks for this one as well the Seahawks always with their division matchups end up being like the just weirdest games Um, even when some of these teams were bad and the Seahawks were clear favorites you had games where against like the Cardinals or the Rams I think they were like finishing the game six to three or, or losing six to three. Like they just can't get it done. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be close, closer than it probably should be. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I, I can't see the Seahawks losing this um, going forward though. They definitely still have some question marks on that team. Okay. Brett. Yeah, uh, these teams split in the regular season. Uh, Jared Goff, by the way, he had a thumb surgery. Um, and that's why he didn't play in the final week. Oh, and, my bad. 
Uh, McVay is not naming a starter right now. He said uh, he'll know Saturday at 1.40 p.m. Pacific time if Goff can play. Uh, And he did not rule out that both Goff and John Walford uh, could both play against the Seahawks. I'm going to assume Goff will play, and I don't think it'll matter. I'm going to take the Seahawks. They were my preseason NFC winner, so I'm going to stick with them and have them winning uh, this divisional game. But this this should be a good one. Uh, it should be a fun one. Like you guys said, divisional game's always close. Um, but again, I kind of turn to just the experience on the Seahawks. I know the Rams also have experienced guys, but the Seahawks have more of it. And I, I really think this is a team that turns it up in the postseason and plays even better than they did in the regular season. So. Seattle. Yeah, I expect uh, Russ to come out and look more like that first five games of the season than the last five now that it's playoffs. And that brings us to our final playoff matchup where we have the number four seeded Washington football team hosting the number five seeded and first wild card Tampa Bay Buccaneers. First time that the Buccaneers have been here in 13 years, I believe. Um, that offense has been phenomenal lately. One of, if not the best receiving cores in the game, I believe it's the best, but yeah, I'm going to take the Buccaneers here. Um, I think Washington had a good run coming out at seven to nine when it was all said and done because I didn't think they would have that good of a record, but it's, it's over for them. And ultimately I think they lose the NFC East by being the team that made playoff and has the worst draft pick. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I can't believe I'm saying this. I think this game will actually end up being a little closer or like it'll be scary for a little bit. Uh, ultimately, I think the Buccaneers will, will take it and end up running away with it. Um, but the the Buccaneers offensive line has had issues with good defensive lines. And that is something that the Washington football team does actually have. Um, so we'll, we'll see, but all, yeah, in the end, they're not going to be able to get it done. I don't think, um, Buccaneers defense is still solid. Um, and that alone should be enough against the Washington football team. Yeah. Brett. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because it sounds like Washington is going to rotate quarterbacks, kind of like what the Rams might do, just because Alex Smith is his calf is still not a hundred percent, which means some dude named Taylor Heineke, who uh, they signed at a practice squad on December eighth. That's how little time he's had with the team. Would be getting some snaps now. I don't I doubt I still doubt he'd get a lot of snaps and obviously if they're down I think Alex Smith sucks it up and just they throw him out there but that's kind of interesting to me but yeah I mean I agree with Spencer I think this is actually probably going to be one of the better game well the second best game in the NFC that's not really saying much but it's going to be a good game I think I'm actually looking forward to this one but I will take Tampa even though I said 
probably in like week five that whoever ends up winning the NFC East would win round one. <laughs> I still could see that happening, to be honest. Uh, if we get the bad bucks, you know, like like we've seen a few times this year on Saturday, not the good the bucks, bucks but blown out. But that's what it would take. It would take the bad bucks for Washington to win this. Cause if the bucks are even on half their game, I don't see a way they lose. Uh, they're a very good team. Uh, I know Mike Evans got hurt in the final game um, right after he got his catch to give him a thousand receiving yards for the season. Do we know if he's playing in this? Um, it didn't look good. And I know he didn't return to play Sunday. Um, I don't see anything about, Oh wait. Um, it's up and it looks like he's a game time decision. Okay. He so, hyperextended the knee, but there was no um, structural or ligament damage. Okay. Um, honestly, I think they'll rest him because I don't think they need him to win this one, even if it is a little closer than it should be. But we'll see. I'm sure if he thinks he's ready to go, he's not going to want to miss a playoff mm-hmm. game when it's first time here. I... Okay, well, that... Oh, yeah, Sorry, no, I have a quick question. So, uh, obviously, the Washington football team squeezed out the, the NFC East, but I, I was seeing a lot of Giants fans were... or Giants players and fans and that community. They were mad at the Eagles for benching Hurts. Well, where do you guys stand with that? Do they, do they have a right to be mad? Um, do they not? I'd like to go first on this because okay. I have a, I have a, I have a lot of opinions on this. Um, no, they don't. I I really first off before the game even started, Doug Peterson was very open that they might rotate uh, quarterbacks during this game, so it shouldn't have come as a shock. And secondly, everybody's going to say Jalen Hurts was playing well because he ran for two touchdowns, but the reality of the situation is. He had 106 total yards through three quarters. Mm-hmm. It's not like he was moving the offense. So I don't know. For me personally, if you're just simply looking at 106 total yards of offense from your quarterback through three quarters, yeah, I'd probably make a switch and see if the other guy can get the offense moving a little better. So I had absolutely no problem with it. His quarterback rating was 25. I mean, he was struggling. So you bring in Sudfeld, who, by the way, I know he played poorly. He's not a bad quarterback. Like, it was not completely outrageous to think that he might come in and do a better job than Hurts mm-hmm. was doing. So, no, I had no problem with it. And the Giants have no right to cry when they went 6-10. and 10. All right, That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, this – I'm with Brett uh, here for the overall result. First off, you – should never be mad at another team unless you went 15 and one and your in division person let the other team go 16 and 0. Like, you can't be mad, especially when you're under 500. Uh, I don't care if the Eagles before the game said we're purposely going to lose this so the Giants don't get in. You did not do enough during the regular season if you had six wins to be mad that you didn't win your division. Like, that is just ridiculous to me. 
Now, as far as the actual situation and the QB change goes, was Hertz playing great? No. Was he playing terrible? It depends on who yeah. you ask. Um, <laughs> and at the end of the day, like the Eagles can do whatever they want in a game that didn't matter for them. So why not? I could see it as why not leave Hertz in to see if he can like make a, a comeback, I guess, since they were down a score at the time. I could also see it as why not get some actual game experience for Nate Sudfeld when nothing is on the line for you. Like they have no reason to care about that game other than what is best for developing their team for next year. So I don't really care if Giants fans are butthurt. I especially don't care if their players and team is hurt um, or offended because you again won six games like that. The Dolphins, they have a right to be annoyed. They won 10 games and they missed playoffs. Like you, the Giants don't. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, for sure. Vic, I, I, I agree with the, the sentiment of you shouldn't be mad at another team. I, I was joking with you uh, with, like, the Colts because <laughs> they almost didn't make it because if the Bills would have rested and lost to the Dolphins, then that would have been it. And I was joking. I was like, well, I can't thank the Steelers because they put in freaking Mason Rudolph and they almost won that game, but – you know, ultimately, I said, I was like, I, I don't fault the Steelers. And if the Bills would have rested, I wouldn't have faulted them because they have no reason to be putting their guys out there, really. Um, so, yeah, ultimately, you know, with their scenario, it's like, don't lose to the Jaguars in week one and you're not in this situation. Um, same thing here. The the Giants and, and Brett, you said it very eloquently. They were six and ten. So um, go fuck yourself, basically, is the 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 mindset there uh and i i can understand from like player standpoint being upset but um i don't understand why fans would be upset because vic you also alluded to it uh winning the east is actually the worst thing you could do at this point um get the better draft pick and, and move on yeah if any giants fan thinks they had a chance versus Buccaneers, <laughs> yeah uh, they, are, they are just so mistaken um and I'm probably wondering at that point when they got so many drugs in their system because they have an even worse chance than the football team. Like the football team at least has a very strong mm-hmm. defense and the Giants have nothing. Like now literally. They, the Giants and the Bucks actually did play each other in New, New Jersey earlier this year. And it was a two point win for the Buccaneers. And if you think that they could pull that <laughs> off again, they, 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 that was the bad Bucks team that will have to show up for the football team to win this game, uh, as you guys pointed out before. I don't know. But yeah. All in all, the Giants should be thanking the Eagles that they get a good draft. That's true. That's true. Mind. I was just interested. I saw that was like the that was like the football community. Uh, thing that I saw that I was like most interested to hear your guys' thought, and I, I kind of assumed that's where you guys would lean, but uh, th- thought it would make for good discussion. Yeah, I saw, I saw Ron Rivera was people were questioning him because they're like, do you even uh, feel good about this? Because basically acting like they only won because uh, Hertz got benched, as if that was going to decide right. the game. Like if Hertz 
the game, it's a guaranteed Eagles win. First off, no. Um, but he flat out called out the Steelers-Browns game. And he's like, no. Be, like, why would I care how we won? Like, we walked away with a win. We earned a win, basically. And nobody's criticizing the Steelers for benching their guys. Uh, so why is so much heat coming to our game? Which I really enjoyed, like, and respect. Because, yeah, why? Like, again, the Colts had a, more of a right to be mad if they didn't make playoffs because the Steelers and Bills rested their guys than I think uh, the Giants would because the Eagles made a QB change. They didn't even bench any real starters. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and again... I was Sorry, just gonna say, like, and in the cold situation, it's like, well, if you like, you can't tell me that if you're in that situation, you're not resting your guys. If you're in the Chiefs situation, you're gonna rest your guys. Like, who cares? You know, you don't care how that game impacts the rest of the picture because you know you're safe, and that's all that really matters. So, no matter what, you can't get mad at you know the business decision there to rest your guys. Like. That if you are upset about that, then you should have played better. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, well said. And again, um, it's not like Hertz was lighting the world on fire. Yeah. Quite the opposite. So I, I really don't. Yeah, I really. I, I was fine with it. And it wasn't just Giants fans too. By the way, I, I did see. I saw. Uh, just a lot of fans in general were saying like shame on the Eagles. I really didn't understand. Right. Um, I, I was like shame on them for what, for being a terrible football team. <laughs> like it's been like this all year. I don't understand what, like what they want from them. The minute that Wentz wasn't even traveling, right. He didn't travel with the team. No, he team. was there. Uh, he just didn't dress. Okay. The minute Wentz didn't dress in my mind, that said the Eagles do not have a desire they're not going to try and lose, but they don't care if they win. Yeah. That's, that's flat out what that said, because I don't care who you think is better or should be playing right now in the Hertz versus Wentz debate. If you think that Sudfeld should have been going in, if Hertz got pulled over Wentz, then you're just coked out. Uh, because <laughs> like, if you wanted to win, like if you wanted to win and you knew there was even a chance that you were pulling Hertz, Wentz is the guy you want in. I don't care what has happened the rest of the season. He's the man you want in. For most people, or some people, he's probably the man you want in over Hertz still. And yeah, he's sure as hell over Nate Sudfeld. So once he didn't suit up, I I wasn't expecting them to win. But yeah. Well, I couldn't have said it any better myself, so... Well, we'll end on uh, that positive note of us all agreeing on the Eagles uh, <laughs> because it doesn't always happen. So we look forward to this first uh, this wildcard weekend of the playoffs, at least some of us do. And we will be back on To the Gridiron next week where we will know the rest of the matchups, uh, go through all of those. And then just looking ahead the week after, we will start to get into um, – of course, the conference pro- conference final projections. Uh, and then with that, we will also jump into our looking back at our preseason uh, projections as far as how the regular season would turn out. And then as we get to Super Bowl weekend, we will look back and say, okay, now where were our playoff projections uh, 
that we did before the season started. How do they look? How far off uh, was Victor for even having the Vikings <laughs> in the playoffs? And how far off were the rest of his picks after that? Yeah. In my eyes, I expect Brett to do the best here because every playoff game is a primetime game. So we'll see. Oh, in terms of like what we just did? Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, a lot of pressure think, put on me. I think there's only one pick we've disagreed on. Uh, oh, yeah, the Ravens. Yeah, I guess if the Ravens win, then I did the best, right? Yeah. Exactly. So uh, we'll see. And if he's correct about that, definitely closely tail those <laughs> for next week. All right. Yeah. Go, go Birds. birds. Yeah.